0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Before we get started with today's episode of Bench with Bubba, let me talk to you about one of our great sponsors, thequantedge.com. Are you tired of getting crushed by the pros? DFS players, sports bettors, listen up. TheQuantEdge.com has the tools you need to play like a pro. With our lineup optimizer, injury tool, wide receiver, quarterback matchups, and head-to-head tools, you'll be armed with everything you need to win. Make up to 150 lineups in seconds. See matchups to exploit and compare players to help you make the right decisions you are on the fence about at TheQuantEdge.com you get exclusive access to industry experts, articles, podcasts, and the TQE community by participating in a premium membership chat. We at Bench with Bubba have a special deal for our loyal listeners. Using promo code BENCHED, B-E-N-C-H-E-D, you'll get $10 off your first month at thequantedge.com. So go check it out. Use promo code BENCHED, B-E-N-C-H-E-D, for $10 off your first month. And get signed up today to start making some money with your NFL DFS lineups. Now today's episode of Bench with Bubba, we have episode 120, guest Mike Stepney of the Fantasy Authority, recapping some week one news, talking some waiver wires, and so, so much more. So sit back, enjoy, and thanks for listening to another episode of Bench with Bubba. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 120. Got a special guest tonight to talk some fantasy football, recapping a little bit of the week one action, and talk a little waiver wire to get you ready for week two. In order to do so, I have the member of the Fantasy Authority. You can find him on Twitter at
2: mstepney 71 Michael, how are we doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for the invite, and I'm glad to be on the show. Now I'm glad to have you. Um,
1: fun conversations on Twitter. I was like, you know what? We should make this a little longer and talk about some uh, what's going on out there. So uh, it'll be fun to kind of break down what was an insane week of football, um, yeah. for, especially for an opening weekend. So let's get right at it. Um, you know, there could be a, a ton of things. What were a couple of surprises that kind of stood out to you? Like, oh, my goodness, did not see that coming this weekend.
2: Well, let's see. Uh, Fitzmagic strikes again
1: <laughs>
2: for four touchdowns passing and another on the ground. Crazy. Uh Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson going off both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see what else. Uh uh okay, the Detroit Lions not showing up last night. <laughs> that was brutal. Unbelievable. <laughs> Did that not okay. see that one coming. Okay, and that was brutal for my Survivor pool.
1: Yeah, no, it seems it seems like uh, a lot had the Lions, the Ravens, and the Saints, and about a third survived right about now. Yeah, uh, people were moaning and complaining, oh, the
2: Saints? The Saints. Yeah. Well, I guess. One of the first rules of Survivor pool, don't eat division matchups. Yeah,
1: that's what I told someone. Matchups. Yeah, I had that same conversation with some buddies around here because I took the Ravens. I'm like, okay, Ravens at home against the Bills. I don't care if it looks so easy, I'm taking that one. And I, I totally, like, the Lions were my second choice I was going there against the Jets. I, I understood that one. But when people said the Saints versus the, the Bucks, I'm like, the only dumber thing you probably could have done was tucking them on the road. <laughs> like, like, you just, you don't yeah. you don't break those rules. Yeah,
2: and people broke those rules, and they cost them.
1: <laughs> yeah, so maybe next year I'll do a podcast on Survivor Pools. I thought there's enough content out there to not worry about it. But there yeah. you go. Yeah, um, and
2: one more thing that kind of surprised me, was the the lack of production from Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. Cause Mahomes seemed like it was looking the Kareem Hill like <laughs> every single time. Yeah. I mean Kelsey only got yeah, one yeah. catch for six yards. And Kareem Hunt didn't really get any kind of carries. I mean it's not time to you know panic or be, go, go over, over it but it is something you know worth monitoring and, and looking to see if it becomes a trend.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. That was uh, one of the very surprising ones, especially with a game where they scored so many points. You figured the big big boys would be at work there. And Tyreek, he got his. There's no sugarcoating that. But yeah, Kareem, yeah. Kelsey, uh, very very quiet. Uh, Pat Mahomes looked good, but uh, we'll see if it's just the Chargers' defense or not.
2: That's the, that's the question. Well, no, and they do it, and they did it without Joey Bosa.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Uh, you mentioned a guy like Kelsey, uh, Trey Burton. Didn't do much, which kind of surprised some. There were a handful of, you know, disappointing performances, but I don't think it's time to press the panic meter. I guess it wasn't on the outline, but is there anybody that you are panicking about right now? Hmm, panic? No. It's too early one, to panic.
2: I know. That's 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 one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go hit Red Alert, go to DEFCON 1, <clears throat> hit the key, with the key and hit the key, and like, exactly. No. the no, key. No, 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 let's not go that way that's way becomes a trend then we can go to defcon one
1: yeah give me a couple weeks give me two three weeks of it and then we can figure it out i've been you know guys are having injuries and you know all of a sudden the lev bell lovers like oh crap he's already on the week two depth chart we're in trouble like i need to go trade for this and i'm like (laughs) okay i get it i literally had one guy send me a message should i trade lev bell for jordan howard and I'm sitting there going, okay. I love Jordan Howard. Don't get me wrong. I think this guy is going to be really, really good, and he's an RB one. But and and there's the strong possibility Lev Bell sits out for ten weeks. That is an option. That is bit, true. That's true. I told him flat out. I said, if you want to gamble, knock yourself out. I'm not going in panic mode yet. I need to see a couple more weeks. If if Lev Bell still holding that, he'll still have a lot of value in two weeks from now. Let's just put it that way. So don't panic just yet.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I mean, The one thing you can always look for is what someone's snap count, yeah. what kind of opportunities they get, what kind of targets they get. Yes. Those are the things you always have to look for above everything else. Don't worry about yards or touchdowns. The opportunities are king. Snap count, like I said, snap count, targets, winning the targets, are they getting targeted in the red zone? Those are the things you look for to see if it's, if was it's a trend or not. Trey Burton had his snap count was I think pretty good. Mm-hmm. His targets were were decent, but I don't think it's something to go panning him up with with uh, Trey Burton. Yeah, no, I
1: completely agree. That's a key key thing, and you see you see it tweeted all over the place by different guys. And you know the percentage yeah. of targets, percentage of that, and there's a lot to be digested. But at the same time, it definitely. If you're ever on the fence about someone, just go take two seconds on Pro Football Focus or something, and you'll see exactly what you need to know. Because, yeah, say the guy was out there for only you know 10% of the snaps all of a sudden, and he didn't get a target. Okay, let's dig a little deeper, see what the
2: problem exactly. is. But, yeah, Burton exactly. got a huge chunk of the share, like you said. Yeah, so don't worry don't worry about Burton. I mean, he should be all right. It's going to be games where he's going to be the main guy. It's going to be games where he's just not. No doubt
1: about it. There's going to be that way a lot. Like you got, you know, all the time share running back situations, you got new guys playing the slots at receiver. You, you brought up a really good point. Look at, look at snap counts, look at target shares. There's a lot of changing pieces, you know, preseason only gives you a little bite of what you're seeing. Now we're going to kind of see it. And like you said, after a couple of weeks, then you can start panicking. So keep an eye on those kind of things and really get it together. Um, Let's talk about some things that make people panic a lot. That's called injuries. And um, we had some big-time injuries this week, Uh, some way more serious than others, not really in order of any severity, but they kind of are if you really think about it. Leonard Fournette, hamstring, obviously they're saying is not too big a deal to me. Power runner, hamstring issues, soft tissue, Yeah, you never know. Um, He's got an injury history, and that's sad to say. TJ Yeldon's the hot topic. We can kind of mix in waiver wire throughout this if we want. But when you're looking at this Leonard Fournette injury, how do you handle that if you're a Fournette owner?
2: Uh first things first, you find this, you find a waiver wire and see if either TJ Yeldon or Corey Grant are available. If either available, you use whatever you have to. If that if you're using fab, you gotta use up fab to get either one, but not too much fab because of the chance that. Fournette could be back in a couple of weeks. You don't want to go like full blown blow on your budget. That that's 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 a no. That's no bueno. You gotta use enough that you can outbid someone else who wants to, know, grab Corey Grant or TJ Younger from you. What are we thinking here?
1: Like I'd say, you know, if you're the owner of Fournette, thirty five, forty percent, or is that too much? Ooh. Uh, I, um, it's tough because, yeah, like you said, yeah, that one, that one, that one is tough. He could be back as early as next week for crying out loud, and then you're like, oh wow, there goes a big chunk of the budget. But at the same time, if this is a lingering thing, now you have Yeldon for the rest of the season. It's kind of a damn, damn if you do, if damn you, if, you, if you don't. If you don't. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that one, that one's a tough one. You man, that that one's a total like just that one's a go with your gut. That one's a, that one's a go if you get call.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't empty the bank out, but at the same time, if you you need basically what we're saying, you need to make sure you get him if you yes. have Leonard Fournette. Like you can't yes. walk, you can't look at your email tomorrow morning on Wednesday morning and go, "We didn't get the guy we needed." Now we're in trouble. That's not going to yes. work for you. Yes, that
2: that's that's very true.
1: Now, let's talk about a guy we know isn't coming back this year because he had one of the gnarliest injuries I've seen in some time. You know, I, I remember the Napoleon Kaufman knee injury on Monday Night Football. That was nasty. Delaney Walker's ankle injury when the ankle is going a different direction when he leaves the field, that's not good. Um, and he's out for the rest of the season. So And, and you know, in reality, it could be the rest, end of his career at his age. But um, you, how do you approach this situation? Because there's going to be someone getting a full-time role, you might have Blaine Gabbert thrown for a little while though, so that's not good either.
2: Well, for this one is you have two options. Option one, you grab Jonu Smith, and you—that's your guy. You hope that the Titans feature him just like they did Delaney Walker. Well, first of all, Jonu Smith hopefully earns earns the trust of the offensive staff to be used like Delaney Walker was. That's number one. Secondly. Option two is just just stream the position for the rest of the season. Yeah, yep, and you don't use up. You're not using up any of your fab, or you, you blow your waiver wire positioning. You just wait a little while, see what kind of tight ends available. Who's a decent spot? Give you speed, you at least five to ten points, and you just stream it the rest of the season.
1: No, that's a very good point because, you know, most places you either read or listened to throughout the day that already have waiver wire stuff out there, they're all saying run to do this to make up for Delaney Walker. I think that's a valid point because it wasn't too long ago we were all drafting and people pointed out that the tight end position was very streamable. So I think that's a good point because, you know, it's one thing to blow your budget, your fab budget on oh, a running back like a TJ Yeldon in a position of like that. A tight end is such a volatile position where there's only so many elite guys that, um, blowing it on a guy like Smith who might be really good. They say he's super athletic, not really a blocking tight end, um, could pan well, but like you mentioned, do they like him? So on and so forth. It's a very interesting uh, choice. I think that's, that's a definite way to go about it. Like, uh, if you look on fan tracks, for instance, and you look at available tight ends, um, you're going to get, you know, surprisingly, Kittle is actually owned pretty much in Fanduel, which is very nice because I've heard all that today about no one owns uh, great Kittle of the Niners. But um, <laughs> when you go through here at the tight end position, you got guys like Will Bisley. Let's just talk about him. I didn't put him on the... Uh, the free agent pool. He blew up against Seattle. Everybody thought it would be Nick Vanette. yeah And the, it
2: was the other guy. <laughs> so yeah.
1: three, three catches for 105 and a touchdown. And I think that's one of those two temper expectations. What are your thoughts? Great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They got okay.
2: one anomalies. It was like, who's going to live this week? Seattle, uh, Seattle does this. Seattle's going to do this a lot be, this year. Nick Lee, eventually, Nick Vanette is going to be in the guy. So just, just calm down. If Vin Vennett is out there, you just grab him. Because eventually, I mean, they, Seattle's lacking weapons. Mm-hmm. The ball went going down with an MCL sprain for at least for at least four weeks at least. Yep. Down to title locket, the the ghost of Brandon Marshall. You um got a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Got Jeron <laughs> Brown and David Moore. Like, who's gonna throw it to? Gonna throw a big, big, tall, tight end or going over in the middle. That's Nick Vanette. Yep.
1: Base basically you're saying T's and P's to Russell Wilson the rest of the season. Yeah. Um yes. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if we're streaming though, let's talk about a couple other options here. You got Jesse James, you got Antonio Gates, and Ricky Seals Jones. Those are the three main guys that stand out right now on the waiver wire. If you had to pick just one this week and you got James coming up against Kansas City, Gates at Buffalo, Ricky Seals Jones at the Rams. Would you be looking at? Ooh,
2: mm. I might go Seals Jones. That's what I'm thinking. Just based off what happened Monday night with, with the Raiders and Jared Cook come out of nowhere and looking like absolute beasting the entire game. Gets nine for like 160. Could have a touchdown, but Derek Carr underthrew him at the end of the first half. It could be, it could be RSJ. Could be. I, I think I would go with him. Second choice may be. Jesse James, because he's reliable, and Ben knows him, and he trusts him. And Vance McDonald seemed like he just can't stay healthy. He just yeah. can't. That would be, be one and two.
1: And one other I mentioned, this might be your number one now that I've mentioned, he's placed in Cleveland this week, and got Benjamin Watson of the Saints.
2: He might be your three, too. I'm just saying yeah, he's he one I be, forgot. Because the yeah. Saints seem like the Saints just threw to Mike Thomas and Kamara. 18,
1: <laughs> targets, 18 targets, Michael Thomas. My goodness. Yeah, seem to never throw to him every
2: chance they could.
1: Wow, oh, I talk about fantasy gold. My Atlanta. Um, let's talk another tight end here, Greg Olson, broken foot. Yeah. You know, it's bad when they say you're month to month, not week to week. So he's going to be out. I'd be shocked if he really comes back at all year. He's getting too old to keep doing this. He'll yeah. he'll try to come back, but I don't know if he's coming back. Are you treating this like Delaney Walker? You're just gonna feel like
2: streaming, or do you like the situation in Carolina? Uh, I mean, they may turn this rookie Ian Thomas, but he's it's too much of an unknown to see what's he gonna do. I mean, for him, like a, like we all said before, the number one thing for him is snap count. What's snap count gonna look, and what's his target? You see, it's going to look like these next two weeks. If it's decent, decent number. Okay. He's on the radar. If it's not, I can't, I, I just can't go down that road. I can not down the road. I was continuing the stream. Yeah,
1: no doubt about that. Let's, uh, let's talk to Sean Jackson. He had a game. He feasted, not quite like Mike Evans, but he feasted <laughs> over the weekend. I guess the whole Tampa Bay team feasted over the weekend. Um, but you got Chris Godwin. As Deshaun Jackson's out with a concussion, and there's a good chance he does not suit up this week. Chris Godwin, big-time player at Penn State. It's the second year. Kind of wanted him to be the guy last year. Never really did it for any of us. He had three for 41 and a touchdown over the weekend. He's really, really talented. Everything you hear out of Tampa Bay, people love him. Fitzmagic loves to throw it no matter where it's going. You can beat the wrong color jersey. He's throwing <laughs> the football. Um, so that's yeah. always that's always a plus. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on Chris Scott on this? Because I drafted
2: him in some deep leagues, but he's out in a lot of waiver wires right now. I think he's a he's a strong pickup. He's a strong pickup. I, and if you pick him up, that means you're probably going to start him. I think I would start him in in the flex position, just be on the safe side, just in case he, he doesn't score as well as, as you thought he would. You know, the flex – you just you're not you're just looking for you know close to like I said before between five to ten anything above that is a bonus. If you get that from Godwin, hey, that's that's good. That's really really good. I would I would consider him a strong pickup if he's not drafted in some leagues.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of those hit and miss leagues. Uh... I think he's around like 40, 50% right now. So if he's available, I, I think he's going to be relevant for most of the year because Deshaun Jackson, yes, he had a big game. Let's be real about the situation. Godwin had a lot more of the the snap count than uh, Deshaun this weekend, so he's going to get his. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Let's talk Marcus Mariota. Some people are saying he has hit his funny bone really bad. That's what stung him. Others say it's a bad elbow injury. I haven't seen the final reports yet. Today was kind of murky waters. I think we'll hear more on Wednesday on how he's really doing. But the reality of the situation is either he's not going to be good because before he got hurt, he still didn't look that strong. Um, And otherwise, you get Blaine Gabbert in Tennessee. Either scenario is not good. What are you doing with Marcus Mariota right now?
2: Uh, See, I am – if I have him, I'm just – I'm keeping him on my bench until I see some sort of improvement, any kind of improvement. Until then, he's
1: sitting on the bench if I have him. And the beautiful thing about the quarterback position, similar to tight ends, is it was set all offseason. You can stream the crap out of them. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Like, like right now, I'm on one of my, my fan tracks leagues, and you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor at the Saints – Case Keenum against Oakland, Joe Flacco against Cincinnati, even Sam Darnold against Miami, Nick Foles at Tampa. We've seen some great defensive matchups there, all available on your waiver right now. So
2: yeah. I mean, go, go it, enjoy it. Yeah, even if you wanted to drop Mariota, I would not be – I would be okay with that if you wanted to drop him. That's what I'm saying because Mariota wasn't even drafted in a lot
1: of leagues. Like his ADP was, you know, quarterback 18, 19, I think most of the offseason. So he might not even be drafted in a lot of leagues. And you drop him, he could be sitting there in a week or two ready to pick right back up. So, yeah, um, I, I, w- I would definitely debate that. If you want to stream quarterbacks, no problem on this show. Let's talk about a receiver I was a big fan of, but then he got hurt and killed my DFS line. One of my lines, my other funds are fine. But Marquise Goodwin of the San Francisco 49ers has a hamstring injury. We already talked about Leonard Fournette and his injury. Uh, Goodwin doesn't really have the history of injuries, but hamstring's a hamstring, and when a guy having to cut and move as fast as Goodwin, it's not good. Obviously, this helps Pierre Garcon out some more. But Dante Pettis had a very nice showing when he was there. What's your thoughts on this whole Marquise Goodwin injury and what it opens up for the receiving of the Niners?
2: I think Pettis is someone you should be on your on your waiver uh, on, on your on your radar, uh, especially in deeper leagues. He's someone that, as went, I mean, he had a lot, of, a lot of praise coming out during training camps and LTA saying, man, this Dante Betis guy is killing it. Man, he's just mm-hmm. explosive as hell. But all he needs is an opportunity to show we could do. Once good, when went out, Pettis showed we could do. Now, if good one is out, that means Pettis immediately becomes, jumps to this top spot, almost one of the top spots on the wave wire because he's going to be. In the lineup, he's got a great matchup going going against Detroit. Detroit just got just got it's a blurred out. They did they were listless. But the thing is you have to worry about is will Detroit put Darius Slay? Mm-hmm. Darius Slay may, may be maybe put on um, uh Pierre Garcon. I mean the sec- that second corner would be on Dante Pettis, or could Pettis in a slot? Mm-hmm. And that that could be also, also a vantage, vantage 49ers. If, if Goodwin is out, I would go and grab Pettis and also another guy put in the flex. And also a sneaky DFS play too.
1: I, I love him in DFS. I, I was a big Pettis guy. Um, I live in California, in, in kind of Central California, and I, I I like the Niners. I'm not a Niners fan. I'm sadly a Dolphins fan. That's just been fun year after year, finishing eight and eight and nine and seven, but um, <laughs> it's just mediocre at its finest. But a lot of my a lot of my buddies out here had no idea who Dante Pettis was. And I'm like, well, that's because you guys don't watch late night Mac uh, whack football or Midwest now football with Boise State. But Dante Pettis is super talented. The kid is fast. He he's made to play the slot. He um I could be out of I could be speaking out of school here, and he might not be this good, but just physically and the way he moves on a field kind of reminds me of a small, like a, kind of a Tory Holt type. He just has that little ability about him, and I think he could be a really good player. And I think he'll get a full time role next year. But yeah, without Goodwin in, he becomes very, very viable. And and you said it best, if you can't get him in your season long, that's fine. DFS, if he has a starting job this week, very, very nice. Yeah, totally agree. And I think it could he could come in very low ownership. Big time, big time, because people are going to see that performance last week and get turned off, and uh, they might forget they're going to be at home and they're placing a Detroit team on a short week that just got smoked by Sam Darnold, of all people. Um, yeah. Doug Baldwin, this one is killer, because I will raise my hand and say, I bought into this. Doug Baldwin with the bad knee is going to be okay. And I'm going to stick by my guns here because he hurt his other knee. <laughs> yes, so, his other, his other <laughs> I'm still sticking by my guns here saying the, the, the knee everyone's worried about is still fine. It's the other <laughs> the knee. Other,
2: <laughs> yes, the so, other knee. No, that was two great to yes. But the other knee was just
1: 85%. Yeah, so we're like 85-60 right now. You know, we're almost there. Uh, it's like a bad video game where you got to power up. It's just not ending well right now. Um, when you're looking at Doug Baldwin, obviously you're not dropping him yet. You uh, no, 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 no. said you said out probably four months and that are four weeks. That should yeah, be weeks. the case. They're already saying too. It's like be smart, get him healthy, as healthy as he can yeah. be. This is um, a, a four-week injury. This is a four. Yeah. At least four to six. Yeah, injuries. yeah, exactly. Four, four to six. six. Like there's no messing around here. If you had to, and you already kind of hinted at what the heck are they doing. Do you give Tyler Lockett probably got taken in a lot of drafts? If Tyler Lockett's there, he's probably on the radar. What's your thoughts on Lockett? What's your thoughts on Brandon Marshall, who did catch a touchdown? He's that big end zone target like a Jimmy Graham that, that Wilson could use and he needs anybody to throw to right now.
2: Yeah. Tyler Lockett is going to be the guy the the guy's going to get peppered with a whole lot of targets. He's finally healthy. He he's shown he has the ability and the talent to be a good a good really good receiver. But this is a really a chance to be the guy, and it's going to be important to see how he handles being the number one guy. He's because he's going to have to deal with number one corners, you know, chasing after him each each well for the short period of time. Plus, he has some he has excellent good value also in the return game with punt returns. Mm-hmm. That's a good asset too. Now, Brandon Marshall is is a he's a pickup. He's going to be there. He's going to get targets, especially in the red zone, because that's that's his forte, getting those 50-50 balls, jumping over guys. You know, He's he's a deep, he's a waiver-wide target. And the other two guys I mentioned, Jerron Brown and David Moore, those are really deep guys. Yeah, Those are two guys you have to look for. And what their snap count is, what their usage is. If it's trending in the right direction, that's when you grab them. Up. That's when you grab them, and just see if they continue on the uptick. If not, you just have to cut bait and just move on. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really interesting there. I think Tyler Lockett, like you said, he's the guy. He's the talent. He's the one that's going to get the uh, the action. But Brandon Marshall can't just be ignored. Unfortunately, no. Uh, he as, can't. Much, as much as I wanted to ignore him this offseason, my last guest, uh, <laughs> my last guest, brought up very good points, and then the Baldwin injury has made him even more valid. So. I can't ignore what Anthony had to say about Baldwin. It was very, very true. So, I mean, not Baldwin, um, Marshall. So, we we'll have to definitely keep an eye on that one. Now, let's talk about the injury that rocked the fantasy universe on Monday night for about 25 minutes before he pulled his Willis Reed and came out of the locker room. With God, I would love to know what they shot in his knee (laughs) because like the way the way that injury happened, it reminded me of Varsity Blues. And Billy Bob should have walked in and said, "You do not put that needle near his leg." Like that should have been what happened. Because I don't know what (laughs) happened to Aaron Rodgers, but he played like the greatest quarterback in the world. He he is. Um, Each their own on their thoughts on that one, but he was amazing. He's probably going to play against Minnesota, a Minnesota team that injured him last year. If something happens. To Aaron Rodgers, and I do not want anything to happen to Aaron Rodgers.
2: What do you do with your Green Bay shares? First, first you have a deep, deep, deep cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. You can cry. Yeah, Crying, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just put up a GIF of the yeah. guy sobbing, sobbing in the shower. See, this is me <laughs> right now. A Live, look at me. Yes. And then after you calm yourself down, preach yourself, get yourself together, you just hope and hope that Kaiser can find Avante Adams and Randall Cobb some in some way. Have some some usage for both of them. Can be somewhat productive and just hope. <laughs> and hope and hope. If not, you just you might have to you might have to sell high you might have to. You don't want to, especially if you don't have to Adams. You, a lot of people draft him as, as, their, or as their receiver one. Mm-hmm. Don't get rid of, rid of your receiver one without without getting something decent back in return. Yep. And you just have to hope and pray that Kaiser can somehow just be decent. Just be decent.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Can he be decent? Because you know, he showed signs of like part of a drive looking okay, and then he went full to Sean Kaiser at the end of the drive. So it's kind of, can we piece it together and make it happen? Or hey, maybe you start relying more on Jamal Williams and, you know, and Jones when he comes back. There, there's different ways to make it work, I guess. Yes. But uh, in reality, let's just stop talking about this because Aaron Rodgers is never going to hurt. But. Um, <laughs> I but, had to at least bring it up because that was nasty on Monday,
2: and yeah, I no, was that, was, that was that was that was not a that was not a pretty injury when that guy completely fell on his leg. Like, oh, that did not look
1: good. You know, like Mike McCarthy's playing it off, like no, nothing's nothing's new, so on and so forth. I feel like telling them nothing's new because the swelling probably doesn't come down enough to take an MRI yet. Like that's probably the reality of the situation. I was, but, I was, yeah, honest I, I would be. Completely shocked if he played. He Next shouldn't. Game. Like literally, guys, you can lose. You can lose four or five games in a season and be just fine. Don't lose Aaron Rodgers. Very simple.
2: Yeah, yeah, and okay. true, true. This is a division game, but you would be one to one. You won the division game and you lost the division game. you would be okay. I mean, one and one is not exactly a death sentence. And it's a nasty division game to top it yeah, off. It is a nasty
1: division game. So but, pick,
2: your, pick your poison, boys and girls. He had for the long haul.
1: Yeah. Let's talk some waiver wires. We already kind of hinted at some guys. We already talked TJ Yeldon. Let's talk about another running back who literally came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Phillip Lindsay of Denver. We all thought it was Booker versus a one rookie running back. No, we have another young running back in Philip Lindsay now, who two catches for 31 yards and a touchdown, 71 yards on the ground. What do we do now, Michael?
2: Uh see if you have if you're a Royce Freeman owner, you put up another gif of the guy just <laughs> wait, come out of the horse. <laughs> like,
0: <sighs> I can't Lindsay. don't you don't you don't you screw up my Royce Freeman
2: shares? God damn it. Yes, exactly. If you don't, you just grab play Lindsay because he's gonna be a thing. He is going to be a thing. Maybe especially in the passing game. Once once someone puts that kind of performance on tape for the coaching staff to see, they want to see it again. They, they, they say, okay, he's good. We trust him. He he gave us a jolt. He gave us a burst. And we need to get him more involved in the offense. It's going just gonna happen. It is just going to happen. You just you just pray that. He doesn't, you know, I think he could be it could be this version, he could be a, like a Danny Woodhead type. No, I, I, I like a that. Woodhead I like type. that. That's he's, free, game no, game. He's, free, he's, he's gotta worry about his own thing and show the show the Coney Staff that he can be a good first and second now running back and also be good in passing game. Try to keep Lindsay off the field when it's when it's true passing game, you know. When it's like when it's down, or when it's two minute, when it's in the two minute situation. Mm-hmm. But Lindsay, Lindsay is going to be a thing. Lindsay this is going to be a thing. And If he's available, this is where you would use up quite a bit of your fab
1: for Thank this. You. I just this about the to ask you, you use
2: up Fab for.
1: Say you don't own Leonard Fournette, so Yeldon's not as important to you. Do you go for Lindsay instead? Yes.
2: Okay,
1: I like that. That's why that's, we do that to kind of break it that's, down. That's, for that's you. the guy you use up fab money for. That guy. All right, what about this guy, Austin Eckler, who all training camp, people were like, okay, this guy's legit. Melvin Gordon's a beast. He's going to get his. But Eckler's going to get used in this offense, especially in the passing game. He had five for 87 and a touchdown over the weekend, 39 rushing yards at top of it, also over 100 all-purpose yards, a touchdown. He was PPR gold, 23.6 <laughs> points. Uh, this guy might have a role here. I don't know. You can compare him to, to Lindsay when you're done if you want. But what's your thoughts on Austin Eckler?
2: Okay, Austin Eckler is is the new version of Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead 2.0. Yep,
1: that's
2: the guy. He should have been drafted everywhere. He shouldn't be on anybody's waiver. Never, never, never. Yep. what he showed last year was not a fluke. Was not. A, was not a mirage. It was a real deal, and it should be drafted everywhere. And he's not. That's another guy I would use up. I would use up Fab money for those two guys, Lindsey and Eckler. Because in PPR, both of them, both of them are going to be really strong flex plays. And maybe in some cases end up as low-end RB2s, especially in PPR. If
1: you had to pick one, which one would you rather have, Eckler or Lindsey?
2: Um Rest of the season? Yep. I would go Eckler.
1: Yeah, I think he's Cause he's Because
2: he's proven. Because he has a bigger track record than than Philip Lindsay does. I agree. I agree.
1: Let's talk about a wide receiver out of Houston, Bruce Ellington. Will Fuller got scratched. He moved right in that starting lineup, had a nice game. I believe he found the end zone even. Uh Will Fuller is week to week with his injury. How do you look at
2: a guy like Bruce Ellington? Ellington is another guy I would consider on a waiver wire. Not a not a gigantic priority, but I would you know maybe five to 10% of fab on him Uh, and PPR. He's like, he's wide receiver three flex. And basically that, that'd be it. I mean, sure. Watson. I think Watson didn't really look that great. Of course, he didn't play that much in the preseason. I think for him, this was like a preseason kind of like a, just getting his, feet wet end of the season kind of game for him. I think as the season progresses, he's going to get a lot better. But in the short run, um, I think if Fuller's out again, I would I would go try to get Ellington and put him in the lineup because they play, they play the Titans.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if he was available, I would – if I don't have any better options, I would go with – I would go with, try to pick up Ellington and put him in, put him in one of my flex spots.
1: Talk so about another big time receiver. Now, of course, this requires Aaron Rodgers being quarterback, but only around 50 percent of leagues right now. Jeronimo Allison is a guy I drafted in a lot of leagues late in, in drafts just because I thought the talent was there. He showcased it five for 69 in a touchdown. Uh, Rodgers looked his way a lot, especially on a couple of those big late drives. Um, Cobb still got his. Parker still got his, obviously. Even Jimmy Graham got some in there. But what's your thoughts on Jeronimo Allison?
2: That's someone I would have a higher priority with Fab with than Bruce Ellington. As th- long as Rodgers is there, I think Toronto Allison. Toronto Allison did have some a few games here in that last season where he, he kind of burst onto the scene. And I think people thought, was thinking, like, okay, Allison is is going to be the number three guy in the Green Bay offense. The number three big – number uh, – and the Green Bay offense, a number three guy could be really valuable. Something happens to Cumber Adams. That means you grab him. You just sit on him and just see what happens. Now, trying to figure out when to start him—that's the big—that's the big dilemma. You don't know when Allison's number is going to get called. It's sometimes this just a gut call. Like okay. Could this be a game where it gets, you know, where it's a lot of action like the Saints in Tampa was before eight forty? Everybody was getting all kinds of looks. Now in another game, you start him, it gets like two for twenty. You're going, the prime matchup was great. It was all advantage the Packers passing game. What happened? That's called that's called variance. Just <laughs> called football luck, big time. Let's so talk- I would I would I would. I always use some fab on him, but not a lot. Okay. And if this happened, you know, if you go through waivers and it's Friday night or Saturday and he's still there and you wanted to pick him up, like, I got no problem picking him up and just, you know, seeing what happens the next couple of weeks. Definitely.
1: Uh, a guy that kind of they similar to me, but he might be the more talented guy. He had seven for 114 on Monday night against the Jets. Kenny Galladay, like, just real
2: quick, how would you compare the two of them? Mm, let's see I think Galladay may be a little bit faster probably is a little bit faster and probably a little more shiftier mm-hmm. and I think they, I think Detroit really really like Kenny Galladay, they really do they mm-hmm. wouldn't invest all the capital all the time into Kenny Galladay if they think, didn't think he could be something down the road true so I think I think Gande is I think I will I will like I will think I will like Gande more than Allison would than Allison. Okay. Let's
1: talk about another wide receiver had a big Monday night. Uh, talk about what, uh, you know snaps and, and and target share and especially when it comes from a rookie quarterback Quincy Annuana Anun- had a yes. huge night. This yes. guy's going to be one of the top receiver options. No. Yes. Now, if He'll he's be available, only 35% of leagues right now. How much? Thirty-five percent of leagues. He's only on thirty-five
2: percent. Wow! 35%. wow. So he's out. He's out there, folks. And that's a guy I will use fab money, big time fab money for for him. Because everybody, everybody has out of sight, out of mind. Because he was hurt, hmm. Black tire last season before even the season started. But you went back to the season before. He was a monster, and everybody was thinking, okay, when the new one comes back. We got Robbie Anderson, who kind of surprised people, blowing up. We team him. We Anderson outside. We get Jermaine Curse back. We put a new one in the slot. He he's he's a wide tier, but he runs like a running back. He's he's like he's like stocky. He runs hard and he competes hard. He's kind of he has like an Antoine Anquan Bolden ish type of game to him. That's why that's why he's perfectly good in the slot. But I think I think he could be a big time big time factor for for your fantasy team if he if he had, if you know is available on the waiver wire.
1: No, I like that quite a bit. Uh, another receiver that you know he's going to have his PPR weeks for you. Last week was one of them, getting seven catches for seventy three yards. Cole Beasley was a very interesting play. He's got the Giants this week. This kind of like he's going to be one of those up and down guys, or you need some consistency. In an offense that just doesn't have a big time receiver for Dak Prescott to throw to,
2: I think Cole Beasley could be could be one of those steady guys for Dak for this season. Uh, Yeah, like you said, he could have he could have a few up and down games. You know, he won't have games constantly like this every single week where they go seventy for seventy four. He could have like a six for sixty five, a five for eighty nine. Of course, we're not worried about touchdowns. Touchdowns are just totally random. We're not worried about those. We're talking about the opportunities and the snap count and how, and how many targets he gets. I think he could lead this team in targets. He could. I don't think – and Dallas has got to get their offense together. I mean, it's it's like every year it's like, when is the offense going to evolve? When is this going to get better? And it never does. Yeah, like, where true. was Michael Gallup? You got one target. What is that? Well, first, Zeke needs more than, than 15 carries. True that. That, 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 that. that was a crime. That was a crime. It wasn't even a blowout. Like, what were they doing? It was 16 to 8. Yeah, that was bad. Bad. And Dallas could have won that. If they uh-huh. just kept giving it to Zeke, let him just go, 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 use him in a passing game, and eventually eventually it may open things up more for Gallup and Alan Hearns and and uh Cole Beasley. But they never, never decided to do it. And that just looked from what I saw, just looked just completely out of sorts. Yeah, it was it was
1: Dallas led by Jason Williams. Or Jason Garrett. That's just how it goes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know. That's, That's just, just how it sadly goes. I know. I know, Fortunately, yes. <laughs> <I> know.
1: <laughs> it's just how it goes. Keep- um it's just painful <laughs> and sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Let's talk about something that's usually fun to watch, the New England Patriots. And, you know, Chris Hogan let many people down last week. But Philip Dorsett was a name that was kind of mentioned the last month or so in drafts here and there. He got seven for 66 and a touchdown. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of variance in that New England passing game at times between all the running backs. Gronk's going to get his at all times. Uh, eventually, Edelman's going to come back. How do you look at a guy like Philip Dorsett?
2: Uh see if Phil Dorsett has another big game like that, I would I would immediately try to sell. Sell high while I can, get as much as you can while while his value at his peak because it's not gonna last like this all season. Like you said, when Edelman comes back, he's going go back to his spot. Hogan going to good his. Gronk, you know Gronk is gonna be always you know, he's always gonna get his stuff no matter what. The running backs, both James White and Burkhead evolve in the passing game. I mean, well, Dorset have, you know, a couple blow-up kind of games, kind of like what um, Brandon Cooks did last yeah. season, but, but like a lower end Brandon Cooks. Like a Walmart version. <laughs> Brandon Cooks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when everyone comes back, you might be the Kmart version. Yes.
2: Um, yeah. If you have, Like I said, if you have another big game like that, you just sell high. I like that. That was and a you know, Walmart version. trust. You Never know, can trust what kind of usage, value yeah. in the Patriots' have Because each week they completely change. Can Next you, uh, week or two is going to be Hogan's going to blow up and Dorsett does absolutely nothing, and people are going to be screaming into it like, where was Philip Dorset? Like, people, yes. learn, listen. The people this is, this is New this, England. This is what they do.
1: Over and over again. Yes. Um, now let's try to fine-tune this a little bit. You like Lindsay? you like Eckler as your running backs. Yes. Um, when we go to receivers, we mentioned Anula Yes. Chris Godwin, yes. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, well,
2: Lockett should be shouldn't be drafted. should have been drafted.
1: Everywhere. Okay, he should be gone. So one, Godwin, You know Dante Pettis, Brandon Marshall, Ron Wallace and the guys we mentioned. Yes. But are you focusing on a new one? and Godwin as your top two options there? Yes. Sweet, sweet. All right, that wraps us up with uh, the waiver wires, some injuries, a little week one talk. Uh, what do you got coming up at the Fantasy Authority?
2: Well, I've got my Q quarterback and defense total deep and defensive streaming options article, which hopefully will be out on the site by Wednesday because they like to get it out on Wednesday. Of course, Wednesday is the big day of transactions. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of working on that now trying to get that done so they can you know, edit it, review it and get it on the site. So everybody can take a look at it.
1: Sweet. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. And, um, Everybody go check them out at the Fantasy Authority.
2: Yep. uh, My Twitter and Instagram handle is at mstepney71.
1: Michael, it has been a pleasure. I had a lot of fun tonight, man. A lot of fun talking some football with you. We'll definitely have to do it again sometime, but thanks for joining me tonight.
2: Absolutely, man. No doubt. I will definitely love to do it again sometime.
1: That was a lot of fun, everybody. This is Bench with Bubba, episode 120. Again, talking with Michael Stepney of the Fantasy Authority. A lot of week one recap, week two. Look ahead. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.